0: They're taint, no turning back. <laughs> <laughs> I like taint. I mean, I like saying taint. <laughs> Someone- Oh, hey, hey what's up, everybody? That didn't work. Why? Oh, okay. That's why. Hey, we're back. It's uh, the, the Hotline Monday show with me and Justin. Justin, what's going on over there, Justin?
1: Hey, man. Uh, excited to be back. Uh, we're going to talk all about all the hot movies that have come out lately, like Logan, right? Uh-huh. Logan. Oh, remember no, that? I that guess you're a, not, not. Scott didn't see it. I didn't see it. Well, you want to know what? It? Maybe it's been a week. We can talk about uh, Get Out, the hot Jordan Peele horror film oh, but, that's uh, taken over everything. But wait,
0: I don't think I've seen that one either.
1: Oh, wait, I haven't, oh, wait, oh, I haven't
0: seen shit.
1: that
0: one. Mm. We don't have a show then, Aww. I guess. Good night, everybody. Have a great night.
1: See you later, everybody. Uh, just kidding. Hey, well, well, no, I wasn't just kidding. We didn't see those movies. But yeah. uh, we, we will see them eventually, and we will talk about them in all spoiler-tastic glory uh, at some point. But uh, today... This week is not that week, but we are going to talk about the general idea around R-rated comic book movies. Because yeah. the one thing that you didn't need to sit into a theater to, to see was the boffo returns on Logan, 80-plus yeah. uh, million opening weekend. Yeah. Uh, that's big business, folks, in a, in a world where there's a, a, you know kind of a, a, a challenge to get people out to the theaters. Now, I mean it was sub a deadpool, mm-hmm. but you know, certainly in line with uh uh some of the better Wolverine movies that have come out. Mm-hmm. Well, the three. Yeah. Yeah, sure. What do we what, what what do we what do we think? Like A, uh it looks like R-rated comic book movies are here to stay, yep. right? At yep. the very least, from Fox, which is now kind of following uh, a pattern on it. Do yep. we wanna see Mo? are rated comic book. Books. Well, I'm I'm of the opinion
0: that because of Logan and before that Deadpool earlier last year, uh that's I I feel like Logan settled the experiment. The experiment was Deadpool uh which had some obscurity and could it could fly a little under the mainstream radar and really only hardcore fans would really know what was going on and you could present it as, "Oh, there's this thing. You probably shouldn't take your kids to see it cuz this and this and this." but you didn't go oh they've ruined captain america i can't believe they've done this and that was yeah. like this test it was a safe test turns out to be a very profitable safe test and they went oh all right well this new logan deal let's let's go ahead and let that director have what he wants which apparently was full control over the project which he now which he has and exercised and let's take this wherever he wants to take it he decided to take it in a much darker place fox signed off on it and as a result, that thing's going to be worth Buku money. And critically, both seem to be better films for it. They've gotten a far better reception, critically, than I think they might have done had they tried to adhere to a strict PG-13 rating. And and I'm not saying that the Avengers needs to be rated R. I'm saying that the Reven- the Avengers, <laughs> the Avengers, the Avengers lend themselves to a rated PG-13 world. Logan and the the hardest core of Wolverine representations and deadpool and i could name more fit much better in a rated r world um you can tell i think you can tell a more appropriate story to who those characters are if we're trying to be true to who they are i think you can Can get away with
2: can i
1: submit something yeah submit to the table push submit how much like what are we really talking about here because obviously, Deadpool has a foul mouth. You can't have him saying the stuff that he's saying, and it has kind of some extreme violence of mm-hmm. faces exploding and stabbings and shootings and stuff like that. So there, that is an element that needs to be in an R-rated movie. Uh, Logan is not necessarily, there is some extreme violence, right? But it seems like people are mostly excited about Logan because the R-rating is more of a signal to adults that this is for you
0: sure that's part of it i mean okay
1: let's go back like to the slow because i mean like what people are saying in the reviews yeah, they're saying like yeah no it's violent you know be just be aware that there's like some some blood and in, and in, in a way that you haven't necessarily seen in a wolverine movie before but it's notable because look Logan's sad. that professor x is dying right there's a little girl that's in crisis like you know that this is and it's treated in a way not in like come on, sweetheart. Like I'm going to drive a truck, bub, like, (laughs) you know, kind of PG 13 way, but more like, I don't know. Does this mean I'm a father Mm. kind of way? Like Mm. adult themes that adults will enjoy because it mirrors their own life. I would make the argument that with civil war, which spoiler alert, the main bad guy has no powers and is really just trying to stage an elaborate suicide attempt. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's Those are adult themes as well, and and those movies have also done well. So is this less about stabby, stabby F word and more about, hey, people that are over the age of 18, we are making this movie for you. We're not making this movie. We're not doing like, hey, here's these cool themes, but also we want to sell a million action figures to 12-year-olds.
0: I think that you're absolutely onto something. It's at least part of it. We're gonna take a call real quick, and then I want to address it directly. Hi, who's this? Hi, guys.
2: This is Andreas. you Greek from Seattle. How are you? Hey,
0: man. How's it going? You still up in Washington? Yeah. Is
2: it? Is that where you're at? That's right, Seattle. Yeah, I met with Brian over the weekend. Oh, that's
0: right. You were one of the the bunch that got to hang out with Brian Ibbett for his trivia yeah. thing he did. That's awesome, man. Uh, what's, yeah. your ta- what's your How take? What's your take today? What do you guys? Th- what are you thinking about with this so, movie stuff?
2: So, did you guys watch Logan or we, not
0: yet? We haven't seen it yet. All we know is that it's yeah. extremely successful, and everyone I've talked to says it's their yeah. favorite movie for the last forever. That's what everyone says.
2: I haven't seen it. I really want to. But am I the only one that thinks that this should have been named The Logan of Us? It, I just think it's like a trailer from Naughty Dog.
0: <laughs> it is kind of Last of Us uh, vibe. Well, okay. <laughs> so one of the things I've heard. Okay, so here's here's the only st- We'll say this is none of this is a spoiler, but the movie's set in like 2029. And... Yeah. We are talking about a time when all of the, I think the theory is all the X-Men for the most part have died off or gone away or in hiding. And Logan's really one of the last ones. Professor X is on his last legs and they may be running into something that may change all of that. My, what I've been told is that if you like Westerns, like the previous, this director previously directed 310 to Yuma, a fantastic modern day remake Western, uh, that you're going to love Logan because you're going to get kind of those tropes, those sort of, lone revenge story sort of things out of this and it's a violent one and it's uh you know it's it's uh, yeah. they're not pulling any punches and that's really exciting to me but i understand your point it's a little um
1: it's a little yeah, a little I mean, world a little miss sunshine it's more little miss sunshine because there's a cranky old man <laughs> that's a good point not last of us <laughs> that, last of us is just the guy and the, and the little girl so it's kind little, of an alan arkin kind
0: of a thing yeah a little alan arkin thing so back to your point though uh, thanks for the call, Andreas. I'm going to say this about um, what you said. I think that's absolutely part of it. But part of this is, for me as a longtime Wolverine fan, a chance to get dirty and gritty with Wolverine. And I don't mean F-bombs, and I don't mean there's boobs in it, I guess, or whatever. I don't care about that stuff.
1: Are there boobs in it?
0: There is. Like some brief scene at the beginning. Some kind yeah. of sexy boob mo- moment. Who knows? Oh, is
1: it just like a random bar? Probably
0: should. those things. You know how those are. Those always happen. And, uh, like if you're going to, Ooh, we get to be rated our suite, where's the bar. And can we have a scene in the bar? So, so, uh, since I haven't seen it, I don't know where this appears. I understand it's early in the film, but my feeling is after everything I've seen and heard is that this is the closest we're going to get to his best treatments in the comics. And the reason why the, uh, the Frank Miller or not Frank Miller. Yeah, Frank Miller, Dark Knight should, if it ever is made faithfully, should be a rated R film. Um, X-Men, or not X-Men, um, uh, The Watchmen was rightly a, a rated R film, regardless of how people think it turned out or not. It, it needed to be because, again, this, it's a combination of what you're saying, which is adult themes. Hey, mom and dad and everybody else who's always having to worry about what kids are going to what superhero action movie. And you might be getting a little tired of those kind of tropes or knowing that more could be done with these characters. Definitely that's that. But I also think part of it is, ooh, Wolverine in his real natural habitat. The dude's got claws for hands and he is a Wolverine. He goes into a, a room full of bad guys and tears them to shreds. That's what he does. And so in a way, the violence is going. I'm excited for the violence in the one sense that it's going to be Wolverine, not wolverine light who we just assume is pretty good with his claws. Because in the past, the X-Men movies especially, barely used the freaking things. Like his whole, his one major power outside of healing and, you know, his, his him being unkillable basically. Yeah. Is is nice and all, but that's not what makes him Wolverine. What makes him Wolverine is these freaking metal claws that come out of his flesh and he tears into a group of dudes and wastes everybody. That's what he's well, good
1: Well, And for. that's always been kind of the problem with Wolverine-based action is right. that, a billion guys come in. Mm -hmm. They shoot him. He doesn't flinch. He stabs them. He flexes. And especially in the latter solo, you know, movies, he's just has these gigantic HGH, you know, infused pecs, you know? Yep. (laughs) Uh, And then, you know, that's it. Like there's just, there's not a whole lot of tension or interesting, like, Oh wow. This is a, something that would happen in a fight only if you were Wolverine. Mm -hmm. It's just like, bunch of guys run in wolverine murders all of them immediately and that's kind of it but let me let me submit something to you and yeah. maybe there's a reason why this franchise has been talked about publicly by its director as possibly having a new uh version come out mm. unbreakable mm. m night schmalion movie yeah, 2000 I love, love that movie uh, sam jackson mm. and bruce willis yeah about as adult as adult can get Right. Like it's it's dealing with a lot of like, you know, the the dominant themes are, you know, sadness and displacement and and, uh, you know, everything that kind of goes along with that, uh, but yet wrapped into a very compelling uh, superhero narrative. Are, Are we just moving into a world where whether or not to me, I guess my 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 theory is the R is literally just. Is more now for marketing mm. than it is the way that we have grown up thinking about it as like, no, this is out of control. This needs to be shielded from children. <laughs> it's more like, no, this is, we want to have the freedom to do a, a, a story that has a slow build and that like we want adults to go see. Yeah. And we're not like the note coming back from the studio isn't going to be like, I don't know. No one stepped in dog shit within 30 minutes. Like, <laughs> you're going to lose the kids. Somebody uh, drop an anvil it, or have uh, Professor X fart. Like
0: <laughs> Oh, please have a pro- Professor X fart in Logan. That'd be great. But uh, but I understand what you're saying, and I totally agree with you. I still think there's a stigma, though. People think this stuff is for kids, and when it's not, people freak out. Uh, let's take a quick call. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Oh, uh,
2: this is Dusty in my
0: Hey, man, what's going on?
2: Uh, I, don't know, I, should to it. I don't seem to either, but just the whole conversation, I sort of have two things. One, is this sort of, uh, can this be an answer for the theaters? And also with like uh the Netflix series being able, they're as gritty as they are. They're counter to those. And um, I mean, a lot of projects just tend to go R if you really think about it. Like, you know, think if you did Spawn again or The Crow or stuff like that. Yeah, Like, you don't have to think too hard about stuff that could be R. You don't have to, you know, push it. Yeah. But is this just another trap for stupid, you know, big wigs in Hollywood to stumble?
0: Well, all right. So let's, thanks for the call. Let's talk about that. So Spawn is getting a sequel, not a sequel, a remake. Yeah. And I think it's in, actually, I think it's in the shadow of these successful Fox films that that was greenlit. Yeah. Um, nobody wanted to go near that thing with a 10 foot pole and a reminder that spawn the first spawn movie was rated r yep so was the crow um, great
1: soundtrack by the way i love that soundtrack
0: oh it's awesome the soundtrack so good great. it's so good and the and the animated series they did on the the movie was not good though the movie was poo let's make that clear
1: movie was well, i mean yeah I, it, I have fond memories of it but i was very much in that demo yeah so.
0: it wasn't great in retrospect it's pretty bad the hbo animated series they did about spawn was really good uh thematically and story i did not see it's cool you should find hbo go and just go watch it it's great um and it's super adult but this is hbo as part of that but um uh what was i gonna say oh w- what made it easier then were things like that and uh, what was the one with tom hanks that was based on the graphic novel something road road to, road perdition. to perdition road to perdition um, and others like it are based on comic books but no one knows that the mainstream world just goes to see um uh, what was that movie with uh, Vigo Mortensen in it uh I can't think of anything today all the names are gone but anyway that movie with him and Ed Harris and it was like a mob's tale thing
1: uh history of violence history of
0: violence was based on a graphic novel yeah um You could look at The Crow and you could say, well, everybody who went and saw that in 1994, how many of them knew it was based on a comic book? Very few. What we're talking about now is taking a mainstream, has been a cartoon before multiple times, uh, been in all your mainstream PG and PG-13 rated X-Men films character, Logan, a.k.a. Wolverine. We're taking your mainstream dude and we're pushing him over into this new category. That's what's different here. I'm not saying it's. I think it's great. I'm freaking all for it. I embrace it. It could mean the potential for any future uh, hero to to get a more adult treatment, but but that's what's different here. This isn't Road to Perdition. This is Wolf, Wolver effing Green. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a good good way to use that. But you know what I'm saying? That that plays a well, role yeah. here. I, mean,
1: listen, I think that there's no there's like, I uh, you you can you can almost hear. And I'm inventing this, so it's not true. But, okay. like, you can almost hear the argument about the title of that movie. Right. Because like, you would figure that 20th Century Fox wants to call it Wolverine. The Wolverine starring Wolverine, <laughs> right? Because Wolverine is what everybody knows. Right. Uh, and, and you could guess that, especially based on the, 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 film, the film's uh, uh, inspiration... That it would probably be better titled as old man Logan, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody knows that story is old man Logan. Mm-hmm. Uh but they settle in the middle on just Logan. Like <laughs> we, we don't need to put old man in the front of uh the, 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 the title of this like you know big pulse pounding the summer movie season is here kind of film, right? Right, right. <laughs> so I guess like there's there's now just this kind of idea. And and if anything, it's kind of what we saw before back in the you know the 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 turn of the uh uh, millennium Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. like back in the late 90s early 2000s is when you first got x-men uh and and you started this this concept of let's pluck these indie filmmakers yeah you know brian singer directs usual suspects you know now you know after apt pupil let's say all right now you have x-men yeah and now it's like, all right, well, let's bring in Ian McKellen. Let's bring in Patrick Stewart. Let's bring in all these people to to kind of fill out this uh, th- this movie. And now all of a sudden the world opens up and we're like, wow, you can take these things really seriously. Mm-hmm. And it's all comic book fans ever wanted. And it turned out to be this wellspring of money uh, for for the studio system that they're mining off of this day. Sure. But, you know, is is that just what we're doing now? Is it this is Fox saying again? no, but now we're going to take it seriously. Like, I know every once in a while we just get into this weird thing where we take it seriously for a little bit and then we just note it to death and it turns into awful dreck. Uh, But like, now we're, no, for real. Now we're going to do it again.
0: I have a theory that they have two two goals in mind. One of them is to, uh, they pay a lot for these properties to keep the licenses to do them. Um, It is not cheap for them to do them and they have to make movies. And I think that at some point, They had a coming to Jesus moment where they were like, you know what? We have to really go for it. We need to do it in ways that people aren't used to. We need to stir things up a little bit. Again, that was your Deadpool experiment. I think it paid off, so things are going good for Logan. But there's another thing at play here, and that is it proved it would make a ton of money. That's mainly why they want to do it. Like Fox... Fox isn't sitting around going, oh, if we could just tell one of the grittier storylines in the history of uh, the X-Men. Really go for it like the comics. Nobody's thinking like that up there. Plenty of directors, actors, you know, maybe some producers, screenwriters, they're all stoked about the idea for those reasons. But the executives don't give three flying shits about that. What they care about is, is it getting butts in the theater? And if that's because the audience is going, yeah, rated R! Woo! Boobs and F-words. Yeah. Great. That'll get them in the theater. If it's oh, finally, it's a a story that can be more mature and adults can hear it or whatever, and we finally need this in our comic movies, then great, those people fill the seats. I don't think Fox cares how they're getting in there, and they'll ride this as long as it seems like that's the way to make money. And what usually happens is they'll make a couple of stinkers and they'll stop doing it, and then we're back to square one going, well, maybe they were never meant for rated R or whatever, whatever, adult consumption or something. That's what I worry about. But I like where we're at right now.
1: You kind of wonder where we are, you know, now Deadpool 2, you mm-hmm. know, obviously they they made sure that, uh, you know, that there was a Deadpool 2 preview before all the Logan stuff. Did you see that? Did you mm-hmm. see the...
0: Uh, I did. Well, no, I haven't seen the preview yet. I keep hearing there's two of them.
1: Uh, a, I saw the longer one. Yeah. Okay. It, it's... Uh,
0: I want to see... So I want to see what they're going to show at my theater on Tuesday when I go but I am tempted just to watch them both, but then I kind of want to see what they do there. I don't know i I've been withholding. I mean,
1: by 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 my uh estimation and people can um you know correct me in the chat room if uh if i'm if I'm wrong, but I think that the one that Ryan Reynolds tweeted mm. is just the long form version of the one that's in the theaters okay, maybe that's the one I need to look at
0: um before we move on, let's take a quick call hi, you're on the air. who's this
2: Hey it's Jonathan
0: hey Jonathan what's up uh
2: not much i i pretty much agree with everything you're saying in reference to, uh, you know, Deadpool being sort of the, the format that set this precedent for allowing this to get through. But I was, I have seen both, I have seen both Logan and get out. Um, and I was a little worried or apprehensive going into Logan. And I just didn't want it to be like Freddy Kruegerish ish yeah. violence level. <laughs> like cause that's the other connection I have to rated it movies, with people with claws. Right. But I wanted to talk a second about get out, which um, is amazing, but it's also not quite as good as I think everyone thinks it is when you see it. And I'd be curious to hear what you guys think about it once you do see it. Cause I know you mentioned that you hadn't, yeah.
0: um, plan to, but, meant, meant I to, mean, it, but I haven't yet. Yeah.
2: I think it's an important, important, again, it's, it's not as important as I think everyone's making it out to be. And it does offer some really uncomfortable, both racism and reverse racism and, and sort of just creates a dialogue about that stuff also has an abnormal amount of Surface Pro product placements in it and people <laughs> actually using Bing as a search engine, which was weird. And that was what I wanted to say. Get out of Bing.
0: <laughs> yeah, get out of Bing should be the uh, the subtitle. I mean, hey, listen,
1: yeah. there's a reason why those movies are able to be made for $10 million. Yeah. Like, that, that's that's no joke.
0: Corporate and oversight. If, they come in and they say, here's a little extra.
1: Well, that's the thing is, is uh, Microsoft is not going to care, yeah, right? They're yeah. just like, hey, look, Take this money, make sure that everybody's using a surface and uh, see you later, homie. <laughs> like that's, that's pretty much it. And for for a movie that again, I think that, like the, the budget on, on get out was 10 million and yeah. it made like, you know, 40 million in its first week. So, yeah, well, but, and uh, it, it, also, it
0: dep- depends on your I suppose your angle on wh- whoever's products are being showcased. I happen to like the surface line, so it wouldn't bother me at all. Um, but I know there are some people that get all weird about that. If it's all Apple stuff with all, all Microsoft stuff or all Nokia stuff or I mean, I guess I'm a little bugged when they do it in time sensitive stuff like the Star Trek reboot. I don't need people to have Nokia phones on the air in the 23rd century, especially given yeah. where Nokia is now. That bugs the crap out of me. Don't assume okay, the let future. But let me ask you this question. Yeah.
1: Would you rather be bugged by that and let the director have more freedom to make a better movie? Or would you rather them be props that look more like futuristic phones
0: is it the is it the is that the trade off I, mean, that's I the trade-off. okay if that is yeah
1: that you don't have to uh you don't have to say like all right, like we got we're the studio yeah. and so we got x amount of money that we're doing, and then we're gonna bring on all these other executive producers that are gonna kick in money to make it happen right right, right. and so we cannot go to that Saudi prince or China, you know, to to kick in money that they're going to want points on the back end, and that means that we need to be more sure that you're making this as broad as possible, which means yeah, we're going to have to cut that one scene where they talk about their feelings and we're going to have to have somebody else slip and dog shit and fart like, so we can play for a broader audience. Yeah. Uh, or you can take that money from Nokia, yeah. and you can do whatever you want. You can have that scene where you're talking about your feelings as long as they're holding a nokia phone that scene can stay in the movie yeah otherwise someone slipping in dog shit
0: i could see that i I feel like a i don't know if it's a bad or a good example but movies that are that big um well i guess i'm answering my own question here because the the bigger they are the more draw they are for the company to have their stuff in there the more they're going to pay to have their stuff featured so i guess it doesn't matter how big your movie is i mean i would get it if like you were a smaller more independent thing like get out and you were approached by Microsoft or you approached them or however that works and you made a deal that, that made sense for everybody. I, I kind of get that. But when it's like a mega blockbuster, like a new Transformers movie that's guaranteed to make 300 million stateside uh, and then more you know, internationally, why do they even need it? Like, what's the point? They're just going to make so much money. Is it is it worth Potentially dinging your story or taking people out of the flow of things because they're like, "Why is that there? Why are they lingering on that sprite bottle for five minutes?" Like, it can be kind of annoying and take you out of the movie. Is all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree, but I think you know, ultimately, that's the gamble. Is that you are giving the creator, you're giving the director, theoretically, more freedom because now they're they're that much closer to being a profitable movie without having to worry about paying people back good point what but if but
0: what if it's the producer coming and saying hey i struck a deal with microsoft i'm sorry joe director but you got to put this in there and he's like i don't want to have that in that scene well we don't care they paid like what if it's not the director at all what if it's got nothing oh, so, to do? yeah anything?
1: i mean that's that happens all the time right and yeah. that's and that's just a way to to cash in i mean again these are not movies are there to make money <laughs> yeah right we like movies we emotionally attach ourselves to movies but They're ultimately there so they can make green, even the small ones. Like, you know, the reason why Get Out got made is because Jason Blum, who is like right now, uh, again, the top five most important people in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. because he's got a very simple idea take a tiny amount of money relative to other Hollywood budgets, usually in the horror genre, give the directors who are doing it maximum freedom. Mm -hmm. And you know, make more than your budget. Mm-hmm. They, he's just the master of playing small ball, and that's exactly what's happened. That's exactly what happened with Get Out. Was that who else is going to give Jordan Peele one half of comedy act, Key and Peele, <laughs> the money without having ever ever directed a film before, to make a horror movie of all things?
0: Yeah,
1: a horror movie that'll offend white people.
0: Yeah, and one that honestly it kind of came out of nowhere for me i didn't even know about it until like a week ago
1: or or you know spin dash uh 12 uh split another uh, uh blumhouse yeah. movie that that was the same thing with you know the he, he resuscitated the career of m night Shyamalan, The oh two-
0: right this is the paranormal activity guy
1: yes now uh, it's uh yes
0: he so. uh, yeah it said it started uh, some of the movies produced by blum have been highly profitable the horror movie paranormal paranormal activity was Made for fifteen thousand dollars and earned two hundred million. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus, Louises, that's a lot of freaking return on your money. No, I like that. He, he's like the, um, he's like a, a he's like Roger Corman without the, without the garbage.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's some garbage. Like, there's, there's plenty of garbage that comes out of Blumhouse. Like, I mean, like, I, I don't know how many times we can get through to our. 19th version of The Purge without it just being like, you know, in the same kind of uh, empty returns that we saw with like the Saw franchise or the Paranormal Activity franchise, right? I mean, there's only so many times you can see some doofus be like, did that move? Oh my God, I'm being dragged (laughs) under the (laughs) shape!
0: I mean, but then he got things, so yeah, you mentioned The Purge. I think Purge 2 is awesome, by the way. Really like the second one a lot. Uh, I don't know why I even like it. I just It shouldn't be good, but I like it. Um, But the... Uh, he's also the there he he is the producer and production company of Whiplash, which was nominated for a Best Picture award. So he's yeah. o- he's obviously doing a little more than Corman ever could do. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is he's he's giving freedom and money, though little amounts of it, to really talented people who make really rad stuff, who are easily going to make a return on their ten million. And Jordan Peele has enough, you know, cred out there to to attract a huge number of people just on his own. Like it's it, that's pretty impressive. I didn't really know about this dude, and then when you said the name, it started. I'm like, wait, where have I heard this? That's the thing. His big money was was Paranormal Activity, and he's only well, you not know what? He's I, I kind
1: me. of wonder to my my idea that the R rating is more for marketing than it necessarily is for like the the the, the movies themselves. Mm-hmm. If now it's like you could just do. I would love to see a film without cursing and without boobs and without <laughs> gratuitous violence that just is begging for an R rating. Well, I like, felt that way.
0: I felt that way about unbreakable since you brought that one up when I watched unbreakable 13. Yeah. And I couldn't believe it. I thought yeah. that movie deserved an R rating, not because I'm offended or it pushed things too far for me or anything like that. It just felt R rated. There were moments in that, like the kidnapping and, and the, and the keeping of people in closets and that guy peeing on that lady and, That whole thing with the the home invasion stuff really got under my cheese. Like, like in a very serious way. And and at the end of it, I went, why is this not R-rated? Like that would traumatize some kid or just the, just the general kind of dark nature of the entire thing. How that ended up being PG-13 just means we're too fixated on what a boob and a couple F-bombs will do to a movie, I guess. I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that it's like, you know, I kind of wonder if if we're just going to get to this point where it's like, all right, so someone's going to watch Pulp Fiction. Yep. in the first scene just to get the R rating. So then they could just tell a story that they want to tell that just happens to be more adult. Mm-hmm. You know, that they want to signal to everybody cuz that's the thing is like why are why is this a news story? Mm-hmm. Like it's not like this is the first superhero movies to come out with an R rating. It's that Logan Wolverine is a character that is newsworthy. Mm-hmm. That they let him do a movie that is r-rated right 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 even if it's not necessarily even doesn't even have to justify the rating like 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 so there's one boob right and then there's a a, they they linger they linger a little bit on some of the violence you know other than that you're really just saying hey you're 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 not here for action figures you're here for emotional pathos
0: i believe that fox is banking on people getting excited about the edginess of it being r regardless of why it's r and I don't think it really has anything else to do with anything. I think that they think that will drive ticket sales right now. And that yeah, be uh, the R
1: rating is a marketing tool.
0: Yes, it is absolutely marketing tool right now. And I, I'll admit it kind of works on me because then I get intrigued. I'm like, Ooh, that means I got more freedom. I wonder what this is going to be like. I get, yeah. I get excited. And I know like when Deadpool was announced and they announced the rating ahead of time, I went, Oh, well then this won't be a complete waste of everybody's time because Deadpool is a, ra- a rated R character. He's yes. like Marvel's foul-mouthed turd. And if you're going to have anything to do with him, you have to be strict to that or else what are you doing? Why even bother? Don't even mess around with it because it's just dumb. Let him live in the comics. Let him be obscure or whatever. So so that made me go, oh. So the marketing worked on me maybe in a, a more nuanced way than it may on some. I know some kids are like, yeah, i got to
1: sneak out and see Logan.
0: I mean, that that's always there for your 16-year-olds to get excited oh, yeah. about.
1: Hey, by the way, did I ever tell you how the best tips to sneak into our rate of movies? Give
0: it. I, I, this is going to be educational. Everybody sit down. If you're doing something right, else, get sit out. down. Here,
1: if you are under 18, get that. How you get into it now. Oh. Now, uh, what you want to do is just be in an angry phone call. Okay. when You get to the ticket taker guy. Yeah. Whether you're handing the ticket over or buying the ticket, uh, You always just have your phone up to your head and just be like, no, no, I told you not to. I told you not to. And this is what (laughs) happens. I,
0: I, yeah, I would like to just quickly, a small disclaimer. A
1: hundred percent success rate, by the way, (laughs) because number one, socially, nobody wants to interject themselves on an angry phone call to like check your ID to see if you're young enough. And B, if the phone call is about you yelling at somebody. Sixteen-year-old is yelling at somebody on the phone, yeah, right? Like yeah. the, you you you're assuming that they're older.
0: There's a dissonance there that will throw you for a loop. I totally get it, but what if the ticket taker is a retired Navy SEAL and he sees right through this crap? And he sees young sixteen-year-old Justin with his weirdly early growing beard walking up uh, and going, "I told you I didn't need that." Oh, sorry about this. It's just a blah, blah, blah. he's not going to fall for it. He's going to all right, buddy. Just let's see your ID. Like he's Yeah. Not okay.
1: Sure. So yes, if the guy who calls you out on it is there, it will not work. <laughs> like, but what what kind of counterfactual is that?
0: I mean, there's not much to lose. Like, if you do get busted, we're not talking about a, a misdemeanor here. You just get sent away. Yeah. They just, they just say, "Oh, sorry," and you go and you try it again on somebody else. But I have to admit, I never had to do this. Um, I will admit that I got into some rated R films when I was only sixteen. Because I looked eighteen at the time, and I was like six foot three, and you know, no one ever asked. So I get in all the time, like dance places, like whatever I could get in. I can't do that now. I mean, I can't fake it now that I'm any younger than I am. But for a while, I could fake that I was older, and that was nice.
1: Fake that you were older.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was nice. And I didn't have to go up there and you know, do the phone call thing. But I'm with you. I think it would probably work. I would like to state for the record, though, that Twitch.tv/Frogpants does not endorse. the uh uh, any children of age nobody should
1: be flouting the local laws of the land (laughs) at the movie theater
0: right so don't i just it's my the the the, what do they always say at the top of shows the opinions expressed by the guests of this particular channel do not necessarily reflect that of management just throwing that out there that's all
1: that's not is that a law like if you like like, that is is that a
0: drinking uh, and smoking? I, yes, but I don't think movies. I don't think so. But I could be wrong. At the MPAA, is that like a lawful thing? This is this is going to be no, educational. No, no.
1: The MPAA uh, is a private organization. The fact, like the the, uh, the formation of the MPAA is actually kind of fascinating. They're they're kind of heroic because the the big question was either self regulation or the government would start regulating
0: it. Mm. And okay. so
1: they saved the American film industry from being government regulated.
0: I wrote so and. I Twitter searched, is it against the law to let underage kids go into rated R movies? The first result was seven ways to sneak into an R-rated movie. (laughs) Um, All right. So, AMC R-rated policy. It looks like it may be per theater.
1: Although, by the way, uh, I think if you look at the amount of people that are going to see movies, especially young people. Yeah. I think that you might get a little Keystone cop action if, <laughs> if you're, uh, you know, 15 and trying to sneak into an R-rated movie. As long as you're paying the freight, like, yeah. you know, I think they're going to be fine. Uh,
0: here it is, says, movie ratings put out by the MPAA are not a question of legality. They are guidelines for parents. It is in no way, shape, or form illegal to watch any of these movies, regardless of age. The, the, it's upon each theater to enact whatever policy they want to keep their parental patrons happy. So, so uh, I take back all my disclaimer. It's fine. Go see what, see what you can do. Go have a fight on a phone. Go shake it up, kids. <laughs> call in next week and tell us what you yeah, did. Yeah, let us know how it went. Peter Fisher on the line. Hey, Peter, what's up? Hello, Peter. I, I just got a question.
1: What? Hi, what theaters are you going to that have, have ticket takers at each theater? Like mm. at ours, there's one at the beginning and you can get your choice of four movies. Oh well, all right. So let me. Oh, yes. Go ahead. So, Justin. yeah. Uh, normally, I, the only time I've ever seen that is on big, big movies that have multiple screenings or are sold out. Uh, uh, especially the ones that don't have per seat. Like you don't buy it per seat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I've seen people that are out there, right, out in front of the uh, the, the, the 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 theater itself to double check your ticket.
0: Now, that's an interesting point. I hadn't considered this. Maybe that's why I don't see it very often at our theater because our theater here and pretty much all of Utah's theaters have converted to this. Uh, Some held on to the dear end, but many converted because about mm, 15, 16 years ago, a big chain here decided to do assigned seating. So it didn't matter when you went in to get tickets. If they were available, you would get them and you would be assigned those seats. And so if you bought five, they were the five you bought. And you would go in there, and they would be empty, and you'd sit in them, and nobody else could have them. And if somebody was in them, it was always obviously, obviously an accident because you had right there in your hand the ticket. you could show them; they'd get up, and move to the ones they did buy. So you didn't see. So what you saw along with that, which I love, by the way, it's the greatest thing ever. I uh, hate ugh, hate waiting in lines for movies. I want to come in last second, get the damn seats I bought like a month ago. Who cares? But what? Yeah, no, that's the way to go. It's you know? great. I mean, and a lot of LA is doing this now. I don't know about. Like Oakland, San Francisco. I don't know how that's going there, but
1: no, most of the theaters are still uh, uh, first come first serve. But yeah, uh, you know, although I didn't see Logan, I definitely bought three tickets for Logan. Oh, on you did on Thursday night, and I got I got waylaid uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and and didn't wind up going to see it. Oh, that's a big waste of that money right there. Just... I know, yeah, Ugh. you know. Uh, but it was I got I got a surprise birthday party thrown for me. Oh, so well, like, that's better. Like, what am I gonna do? Yeah, like like tell enough. all people better. that showed up to f off.
0: Yeah, I would have been there doing it with the party too, so I, I totally get that. But here's so so. Oh, here's,
1: oh, hopefully, he got uh, uh, gift cards to go see movies. Maybe
0: that would the, be cool. But here's my here's my thing that I think maybe happened with this whole assigned seating thing. Maybe that inadvertently, or maybe on purpose, made it so there's no kids trying to break in because if you're breaking in or you're trying to get in you don't have a ticket you don't have a seat there's nowhere for you to sit especially in a full theater now you might be able to break into something where there's you know it's died down it's three months later and there's nobody in there that's fair
1: point but that's it, definitely i mean I, also i just think that there's probably a little bit it's a little less than it was back in the day mm. right yeah. like you know now that we're in a world where superhero movies have R ratings and like you know the the theaters are doing anything they can to get any and everybody in there like I don't think that it's quite the problem that it used to be when we were in our youth and, and it, it seemed like it was this insurmountable hurdle to, to get in and see the, like, you know, the, 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 the R rated movie. Do you remember
0: the first R rated film you ever saw? Yes. Species. Spe- oh my gosh. You're young species. I saw that in the theater voluntarily. But, as an adult. Yeah. The first R rated movie I ever saw. Yeah.
1: Tasha Hensbridge.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, you know who else was in that? Gandhi was in that. Um
1: ben Kingsley?
0: Uh, ben Kingsley, yeah.
1: He was slumming back it in back. that thing. And what's his butt? Uh uh the uh, dude what's in uh all the uh the Tarantino films. Oh uh, um right. Um Mr. Blonde.
0: Um right. The one that took the ear off, right? Yes. I can't think of his name. That guy.
1: That guy. We'll but, get it here in a yeah. second. Yeah
0: uh no yeah i saw that movie it was a bad bad movie but it had um a very naked natasha henstridge in it a lot
1: oh my good god yeah yeah
0: she was awful naked in that um michael madsen there we go michael madsen there you go so so my first rated r film that i went that i went to in a movie theater because there's a difference i saw my at my friend's house he had some weird old movie and i may have (laughs) seen the exorcist or something at somebody's house on vhs but I'd never seen in a movie theater me sitting down underage seeing a film where I should have been 17 or older, until my parents took me, which I thought was very cool of them at the time, mm-hmm. uh, because they were super anti-rated R movies. They took me to see, um, The Breakfast Club, because ah. they they felt like two things: one, that it was kind of the anthem of my generation that movie, but it also was it going to be something I was going to see with or without him? And they they got the bright idea that well, why why should they why Let should this go? Yeah, why why should this feel like rebellion? Let's go with him. And Let's ruin this for our kid <laughs> and, and make sure that we take him. So they went, and I loved it. And I made it a point when all my kids turned fifteen, which is what I was, that I would that we'd all sit down and watch Breakfast Club together. And we I've done that that tradition with all three kids when they hit fifteen.
1: Wait a minute. Yeah. You don't take him to go see an R-rated movie oh, that sure. they want to see.
0: No, no, no. Sure, Nick and I went and saw um, uh, what was it last year? He was fifteen, and we saw oh, what's the one with a bear just about eats Di- DiCaprio? What's that called? The Revenant. The Revenant. We went and saw the Revenant because he wanted to, so mm-hmm. we went. Yeah, we. we trust me i don't get all uptight about this stuff in fact we're going if nick wants to see uh logan on tuesdays going to logan with us so it's not it's it's different than when i grew up when i grew up there were certain things that were just like untouchable if i was to go anywhere within 30 yards of robocop i was in trouble
1: well i was all right let me ask this will be our little capper here or yeah. maybe this is a whole Wait, actually do you want to tease a topic all right let's tease one all right everybody next week Get your stories ready. Make sure you are here 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific. Dial 801-895-4724 into your phone right now. Set it a rem- set a reminder. Yeah. I want to get call-ins on the most awkward film you've ever seen with your parents <laughs> or just awkward film experiences cuz I was thinking about this yeah. with like Moonlight winning best picture. Mm-hmm. Uh Moonlight is a great movie. You should go see it. But it definitely is going to get seen by a lot of people that wouldn't know that wouldn't normally see it, and mm-hmm. probably don't normally see kind of art housey sort of movies. Mm-hmm. And without spoiling things, there is a you know it's a coming of age story of a a, a young uh, gay kid in Miami. Yeah, and there is some gay stuff that goes on beyond kissing. Okay. Gay kissing happens on TV, happens everywhere. There is a, uh, and I don't want to spoil it, but it's just something that I could imagine somebody who's like just, you know, in Des Moines, Iowa, you know, they're watching the Oscars and it's like, oh, Moonlight. That so seems so nice. Seems like such a great story. Coming of age, gay kid. Oh, wow. And then there's going to be a bunch of family people sitting around when that scene comes on. And it, I think it's going to be uncomfortable yeah. not because it's gross or weird, but because it's something that normally the entire group would not elect to see something like that on screen. Yeah, right. Yeah,
0: Together. I understand completely. It's like so, anytime I see a movie, like I remember, some, what was the movie where, uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, her remember her. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's having that kind of phone sex with the robot yep. scene. And sit with your your daughter who was she wasn't even married then. Sit with your eighteen year old daughter or whatever she was at the time and watch that. That's some awkward business. So we're looking for that kind of thing. But we're well, looking to be, for
1: that. Yeah, yeah. we're and looking it, for the gory the, the 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 gory details on awkward moments yep. where you just realize like, oh wow, this movie's definitely going to take this turn and it's going to be really weird. Yeah,
0: and we'll recap. Uh, Logan as well next week so we'll tease that that yeah we'll
1: go see Logan and Mm -hmm. we'll uh, we'll talk about
0: it and if I get a chance I'll see Get Out but I don't know if it's going to happen I don't have a a ton of time
1: plus yeah geez uh, I mean I might have to see him in in Austin I'll be in Austin for South by this weekend oh you got the switch plus
0: I have to play this more so that's the other reason I don't have a lot of time
1: yeah it's great looks looks awesome I freaking love
0: this thing I'm a complete convert after just a few days I think it's a great it's a great comeback for them people just need to believe it's it's awesome yeah. uh all right so we'll do that next week and you'll be at south by uh next week so if people going there should be looking for you at any uh meetup places or anything going on they should watch
1: live for? night attack featuring music by dual core and the possum posse that is this saturday in austin texas for the south by southwest interactive festival at the brew exchange uh if you came to the show last year yep. uh then uh, uh, you uh, you already know where it is otherwise you can uh, go ahead and check it out at 706 6th Street in Austin Texas. It's a little bit off the beaten path but not too far if you're uh, if you're down on 6th Street in general which is where a lot of the stuff is. Uh, it was a blast last year Brian got uh, sriracha bukkake'd. Um it was uh, <laughs> it was it was an amazing time and, uh, and now it's gonna be even better. That's going to start a little bit later than it did last year. I believe it is uh, 6 or 7 o'clock.
0: Okay. Watch for that. Justin R. Young on Twitter if you want to get more details as they come. And uh, for me, find me at Scott Johnson on Twitter, frogpants.com. And uh, don't forget twitch.tv slash frogpants, where tonight at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, my daughter and I will be doing Dad-Daughter Doodle Night, where we draw, and we do it live on a screen. And sometimes you guys get to pick what we draw, and sometimes we give out prizes. So check it out. It's always a fun time. That's at 7 p.m. right here on this same video channel. It's going to do it for us, for me. For ask Justin. her.
1: Ask her about her most awkward moments I'm, watching a movie with me. I am
0: totally going to do it. I'm going to ask her tonight, and she'll tell me. She had a very awkward moment this morning, but TMS fans already know about it. Anyway, thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being you, and we'll see you next time. Bye, see- Justin. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.
1: Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs> nice. Nice.